Welcome to the Profit Cast. We're here to talk football. That's football. But we're covering all our local teams too. We bring the unique perspectives of a player and a coach collaborating on the things that bring us together and sometimes tear us apart. This, this is, is the, the Profit, Profit Cast. Cast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest with us today. Normally, you got the player and the coach, uh, but the coach's son dropped by uh, to be on the podcast. So tell us your name. Uh, and how old are you? Four. Good. You don't have to talk right into the microphone. Just talking normal is good. Uh, and why are you here today? Because I, because I love... Being with my dad on Wednesdays a lot. That's great. Uh, what do we talk about on this <laughs> podcast? Uh, the Niners. The Niners. Is that your favorite team? Uh, yeah. How long have you been cheering for the Niners? Uh, like, oh, like every game they've been playing. Awesome. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite players? Brock Purdy, one free. Give you Samuel. Uh, 19. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 23. Mm-hmm. And George Kittle. Do you remember his number? Uh, 5'8". Oh, uh, almost. 85. 8'5 or 5'8"? Eight? 8'5. Eight, yeah. Yeah, that's good, buddy. Okay. Do you remember who their coach is? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Who are we talking to? Who are we talking to? We're talking to Luke. We're talking to America. And America. <laughs> 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 All right, so the Niners have a big game coming up, don't they? Yeah. What are they gonna who are they gonna play against and what's the game? Uh the Chiefs. Yep. What's the game called? Uh, the Luke Bubble. Yeah. Is that an important game? Uh yeah. Yeah. Who do you think's gonna win? Uh, the Niners? Yeah. What do you think the score is going to be? 19 to 26. All right. Ooh. Got our first official prediction here. Uh, Luke, do you have any questions for our little 49ers fan here? Um, who do you think is going to win the MVP? Who's going to be the best player in the Super Bowl? Niners. Which player is the best player for the Niners? Uh, Black Party. Good choice. Yes. Good choice. Do you like to pretend to be Brock Purdy sometimes? Uh, yeah. Tell us, what does Brock Purdy do that's so much better than all the other quarterbacks? Uh, he was to the right team. <laughs> yep. And he punted. And he punted. Punted very well. And I really, <laughs> really, really love the Niners, and I just want them to win this game. I just please want them to win. Yep. Now, if someone is listening to our podcast and they don't know if they should cheer for the Niners or the Chiefs, what would you tell them? Watch the Super Bowl, and I want you to cheer for the Niners. All right. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Thanks, Joel. <clears throat> All right, looking at the AFC Championship game, we got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Baltimore Ravens. This one was surprising. I was I was shocked with how it went and how Baltimore, the last like six weeks leading up to this, just ran through everybody. And I thought that they were going to put up a lot better fight against Kansas City, but 
Baltimore's offense just looks stagnant the whole time. And I mean, give it to KC defense for, you know, making them work, but Kansas city didn't score at all in the second half. And they still held on to one. What, what were some of the things that you saw during this game, Luke? And what are some things that stuck out to you? Well, first off, I'd like to point out that, um, something that isn't really talked about with the Kansas city team very much is that their defense is top five in most statistical categories. It's incredible. So nobody, obviously always, everybody's going to talk about Mahomes and Kelsey mm-hmm. and that offense. But what's really underrated about this team is it's actually, they have a very good defense. Very it's just good. not talked about very much. And, but the most thing, the, the biggest thing that stood out to me was just a lack of discipline by yeah. the Baltimore players. all game Oh, long. absolutely. With the taunting, obviously, on Zay Flowers and just all the unsportsmanlike penalties and roughing the passers. Now, some of the roughing the passers might not have been roughing the passers. That's up to debate. debate. And a lot of people are going to say the refs heavily influenced this game. I don't really look at the refs as the main factor in this game. I think it was a factor, but really, I think it was just complete lack of discipline by Baltimore all game long. And as great of a season as they had, that does point a little bit to coaching and i'm not saying there should be a coaching change i don't think there should be a coaching change but something's something's got to change got to get more discipline going well and i think a little bit of it that was kind of my initial take from the game and actually kind of similar take for the detroit game not to spoil that but the the x factor with baltimore you look at baltimore over the last oh five or six years and that you know lamar ever since lamar's been there he's been great he's really brought their offense to the next level but the critique against them is the fact that they don't really have offensive firepower they don't have a lot of wide receiver talent well they had some rookies this year that came in and they brought in a few free agent wide receivers they have a really talented wide receiver group this year and while that group itself brought a lot to the table um when you look at rookies they can they can be that that x factor that gamble but the long course of the season can you know a lot of times they're just less disciplined like you were mentioning and they make mistakes uh there's there's going to be plenty of game-winning touchdown that Zay Flowers is not going to fumble as he goes into the end zone throughout mm-hmm. his career. Yeah, uh, But that's just part of having a rookie. I mean, same J- Jameer Gibbs in the Detroit game made some, made some rookie mistakes. And when you're reliant upon a rookie, you're going to have that sort of thing. It's, that's the gamble of, of getting out of those situations, but also it's a long season. And that's where the, the experience of Kansas City and, like, Again, like you were saying, the talent of their defense really got them out of a, what could have been a tough situation with a very, very talented Baltimore team. Yeah, and like you said, the future is going to be bright for these. Oh, absolutely. Um, for Baltimore, they have a lot of young talent, and you know, there's veterans to every team, but the but on both sides of the ball, the youth really stands out on this team with Zay Flowers and I don't know if you can call Lamar Jackson a young guy necessarily, but he's in right his, on the edge. Yeah, right on the edge of his prime, I would say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on the defense, you got Patrick Queen, who's, I mean, I'm getting older. I I remember when Patrick Queen got drafted, so yeah. that makes him seem young to me, but right. I don't know. Well, but that's, I mean, like you say with Lamar Jackson, this is Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, kind of the same deal. Both of these guys are, now it's part of their narrative that they've they've been in the league long enough but they haven't won the big one. So that narrative is something that they're going to fight. You, you saw that early in LeBron's career where he had just, he was incredible. He was winning all the time, but he didn't win the big one. So mm. what's it going to take until you get over the hurdle? That's always going to be part of your narrative. Now, 
it's up to them if they let that affect them or not. And it's hard to say exactly what the the mental state of Lamar was during that game. But there's just when you look at how he played through the duration of the regular season, um, it just wasn't the same level in the playoffs. Yeah, I would definitely I would challenge this Baltimore team to be aggressive in free agency and in the draft and yeah. really go and try to beat Kansas City to some of these moves, you know. We'll see how aggressive Kansas City gets with trying to upgrade their receiving core. Rice has been great for them, but other than that, you know, there's not much going on in that receiving room. I would, I hope Baltimore is aggressive and goes get goes and gets a wide receiver in the draft, which is a deep wide receiver class. Tune yeah. in in April to yeah. hear more about that and upgrading their secondary as well. So yeah. I. Both Baltimore and I would say the Bills, too. I'd like to see them really be aggressive, and if they want to beat Kansas City, go out and make those moves. Right. Kansas City was like, you know, a lot of people have talked this year about how down they've been on offense this year, but at the same time, they're the defending champs, and they're back in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So there it is, guys. Go out and beat them. That's what you got to do. So, all right, moving on from that to the NFC, uh, watching, watching the Lions just go up like crazy on the 49ers. I mean, basically had their ticket to the Super Bowl half punched. Yeah. Uh, and then and then what happened? Complete and utter collapse. Yeah. Um this Detroit team, they've wrote they've spent the ride or die taking risks. And, you know, you can't really go away from that. But when you have a lead like that, just some of the coaching decisions were pretty questionable by Dan Campbell with mm-hmm. going forward on the fourth downs, which ultimately led to 49ers capitalizing off of those mistakes and ultimately putting them to bed. Man, I love the public speaker side of Dan Campbell. I, mm-hmm. I love his locker room presence, how much he loves these guys. And you could tell, I mean, Jared Goff a couple of weeks ago said that Dan Campbell is the best leader he's ever been around. And this is a guy that used to play for Sean McVay. So I, I love that side of it, but I don't know that he is the he's got the long game plan. You know, he's always he's always risking it. He's always gambling. And a lot of times that comes around and bites him in the butt on that fourth down situation where he's had lots of unconverted fourth downs where he could have traded that for three points or or punted and played the long game. So it's you know, it did kind of feel a little bit that he got out coached in that game. And, you you know, mm-hmm. the, the coaching is is, again, an underrated part of the game that, you know. Kyle Shanahan was on the other side of a big game, 28 to three. You know, he was the offensive coordinator in that Super Bowl when the Falcons lost to the Patriots. Biggest, biggest comeback in NFL history for the for the Super Bowl. He learned from that. He learned about game management. He learned about how to prepare his team for that. And Kyle Shanahan bringing the 49ers around to where they're able to come back from, from being in a hole now. They're able to look at a 17-point halftime deficit and say, we're going to come back from it. Yeah, I didn't flinch. Yep. And and that mindset is something that has to start from the top down. And and when you're Dan Campbell and you're, you know, you're up, you're rah rah, it's good until it's not. It, it can collapse pretty fast if it's not also accompanied with the structures alongside it to put your team in the best position to succeed. And that's everything from how you manage your timeouts to uh the clock management to just decision making throughout the entire game. It's not just the last two minutes, it's the whole game plan. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see the next few years how this how it goes for the lions because on the one hand we're talking about it and how it really bit them in the butt in this game but 
plenty of other times we could have talked about how it really paid off for them and how it won them games. So you're going to look at Dan Campbell and you're going to call him a genius when he makes those decisions and it pays out, pays off and they win the games. But then, you know, you're going to be really critical of him when it doesn't work like it did here and it really cost him the game. Right. And that's where you have to get past just the reactionary side of things. And you have to get past just the, the momentary it does or it doesn't work, you know, because I think that his, his gamble, his go for it mentality is really good and effective at motivating a team, but it also has to have that strategic side come alongside it too. Yeah. Um, Looking at the analytics mm -hmm. and not always just playing the percentage, but looking at who's who's in where's the momentum of the game and part of that will come with experience i think dan campbell's the coach that they're going to keep in detroit for a long time he's got a young talented roster uh so he's going to have a chance to learn how to coach himself out of you know being down a couple scores late in games holding on to a lead when he's got one um all of those things the future looks bright for detroit but in the same way that baltimore needs to develop some wide receiver talent uh detroit needs to polish up their their coaching game management side a little bit if you ask me yeah, I would agree. All right, this next segment, we're actually going to have a little competition uh, between the player and the coach. Uh, we are going to go back and forth and see how many Super Bowls we can remember. Uh, so, Luke, uh, so you would, you know, for example, Luke would, if you decide to go first, you would say last year these two teams played in the Super Bowl, and I would have to say the year before that who played, and we just see which one is the first one to forget. So We get the winners, too. Yeah. 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 So uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Who was in the Super Bowl last year? The Eagles and the Chiefs. Chiefs won. Yes, the Chiefs did beat the Eagles. Well, that was Super Bowl 57. So going back to Super Bowl 56, that is when the Los Angeles Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Super Bowl 55, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs. See, he, he preemptively struck on that one. Fashion. Had to make sure that he had that. <laughs> Which, fun fact, a little side note, that was the last time Kansas City was in back-to-back Super Bowls. A lot of people got Kansas City this week. The last time they were in back-to-back, they didn't show up well for the second one. Uh, But they did win the first one the year before that. Uh, (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers, which actually happened to be the last time there was an election year and the last time there was a leap year. Hopefully we avoid the pandemic this time. I think the year before that, this is where it gets a little hairy, did the Patriots beat the Rams? Yes, sir. Yes. And the year before that is when the Eagles beat the Patriots. And the year before that, the <laughs> the New England Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons. You got it. Yes. And the year before that, oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. The year before, oh, shoot. Uh, the, the year, the, so the, so the Patriots took their turn winning every other. So it wasn't the Patriots that year. It was, I th- I'm pretty sure it was a team from the NFC. Oh no. Uh, okay. The 2019 was the Rams. That's what we said a couple of rounds ago. So 18 was the Eagles. 17 was what you just said, the Falcons. Patriots over the Falcons. Patriots over the Falcons in 2017. So 2016. Oh, no. Uh, Five, four, three, two, one. That was the Super Bowl where 
the Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers. I'm calling a time clock on that one. <laughs> I win. Well, just I'll give you that much time then. We haven't hit. Oh, okay. Um, year you be- okay, year before that, the Seahawks beat the Patriots. Did they? Did they? What'd you say? Seahawks over the Patriots. Who ran the ball? Marshawn Lynch. You're reversing history, man. What are you talking about? Marshawn Lynch should have ran the ball. Russell Wilson threw an interception. I know, I know what happened. You ask who ran the ball. Yeah, you said the a lot you, of people ran the ball in that game. You said the Seahawks beat the Patriots. That's not what I meant. <laughs> that Super Bowl will come out. The Patriots beat the Seahawks. <laughs> I, we have yeah. a reversal of history. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. The the most the biggest coaching mistake in in, in Super Bowl history, yeah. arguably with throwing the ball in the one yard line instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. the Patriots win. Yep. Which uh and so that was fourteen. Sure. Right? Sure. No, I need fourteen. Because you just said 15. Yeah. Yeah. So 14, um, that is that is when the Broncos lost to the Seahawks in probably the second worst Super Bowl I've ever watched. <clears throat> no. Noah? Yeah, it is. Uh, Seahawks destroyed the Broncos. So it I'm is. right. So well, I'm then right. Why are you shaking your head? He's just sad because he's a Broncos fan. Oh, we have a Broncos fan I, in the studio. He's, he he's also no. trying to change history if he could. <laughs> it was the game win at MetLife. Why would you ever play? A, why would you ever play a football game in the elements in like fair in question? The of New York. Although it's raining I'm in Nevada too, this week, I'm too young for this. Have we have we reached the edge of your life? Super About. Bowls you don't remember? <laughs> what I remember we, what? that, and I was like three. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. so 2013 i'll give you a hint the lights went out <laughs> no i'm gonna say the patriots won no no i have no idea what happened before that, that was that was the year the 49ers lost the super bowl to the baltimore ravens oh that was flacco's joe flacco joe flacco <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that was a fun game. I don't know if I can outright claim the win because you sure yeah. gave me a whole lot of time on that Broncos yeah. Super Bowl that I could not remember. Take a lap. So we'll just we'll just call it a tie. Okay. All right, Luke. Just a couple days till the Super Bowl. What do you think? Um, whoever I pick is gonna lose the game. <laughs> I've I've learned that I have a lot of strengths when it comes to sports podcasting, but picking games is not one of them. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say the 49ers won this game. Just go with my best guess. All right. Um, this is hard because I feel like the Niners are the more talented team, but the Chiefs are the more experienced team. I agree. Yeah. And you need both. I mean, mm-hmm. you got the Chiefs, you got the Chiefs defense, but the Niners got so many options, so many weapons. Um, I don't know if I, if I had to really put a wager on it, my gut says Chiefs are going to come out on top on this one. Yeah, I could I could really see this going either way. I, I think but it will I just, be a close I just game. Know, I just know how hard it is to win back-to-back Super Bowls and so how, hard. how rare that is. Yeah. And um, just with given that, I would say 
my my money would be on the 49ers, but I would not bet on this game. So yeah, it's if gonna you're, be if you're trying to go to Vegas and pick a wager, do not use my pick as right your reason. And and unless unless you're a diehard Chiefs fan, unless you're a diehard 49ers fan, I would encourage you to watch this game and just watch some really incredible football. Yeah. Like you got a you got one of the best defenses we've seen in the Super Bowl in a long time in Kansas City, and the Niners have got so many options to throw at it. Uh, so it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a really close game. You know, we just went through a list of, of Super Bowls, previous Super Bowls, and all but two of them were super fun to watch when the, when the Seahawks just blew out the Broncos and that silly 13 to three game when the, when, when the, the victorious, glorious Tampa Bay Buccaneers, arguably the best team in NFL No, history. not that one. Oh. I mean, that, that game was all right. I mean that wasn't that oh, wasn't the most oh, the fun. Chiefs, I'm saying the I'm saying didn't when have the a chance they were they were gone from kickoff. <laughs> that game was pretty lopsided, but it was still fun to watch Mahomes try to literally do everything <laughs> he could to get them back into the game and just nothing <laughs> happened. Creating and like scrambling out of the pocket for like wild. ten seconds, throwing a ball that hits Tyree Kill in the face. Yeah, mask. so so <laughs> silly for for many people that were rooting for the Chiefs in that game. But but no, I was saying the game the uh, when the Rams lost to the Patriots. Oh yeah, that was thirteen to three. There was just no offense. It was just plod plod plod. It was so dull. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can oh, see yeah. battle of the punters. Yeah, we don't need. We're done watching Iowa, uh, so we want to watch. We want to watch some <laughs> offense. We want to see a good football game. So, tune in for some good football. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But we are going to be back with more football talk, more local sports talk. So, if you like this episode, keep listening. Tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Yeah, football.